Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today's title is Creativity Part 5, Balancing and Healing Your Chakras. Now, in our last podcast, Discover Your Seven Energy Chakras, we defined chakras as seven major energy channels in the body, which concentrate and spin at junctions along a vertical line at the middle of the body. Each of these spinning wheels of energy represents and affects a core need. Hello, everyone. And that brings us to why do we want to balance them or heal them in the first place? And how do they get out of whack? Well, the benefits of balancing the energy chakras are to give you more vitality in your body, mind, and spirit. Also, it helps with energizing and cleansing the energy channels throughout your entire body. Your body is not only just the physical mass that you walk around with. It responds to all the various energy vibrations of the physical plane and even the higher planes that do surround this physical earth. That's right. And keeping your chakras balanced also helps you to make transitions in your life. It helps you to change behaviors that have become habits, things that you don't especially like. So it assists you in developing new and better habits and better traits, opening and connecting pathways for both your inner intelligence and healing is a very important part of balancing all your chakras. And this helps you to have a clear, higher guidance. And that is our best source for decision-making and health. Absolutely. We want to keep that clear. So there are many ways to balance your chakras, but not every modality works equally well to balance each chakra. Each chakra is different, and it requires its own special treatment. Well, if you can imagine, and here's kind of a graphic example of how the chakras and your body kind of look working together. So imagine that you're sitting in a lotus-style position. Your legs are kind of crossed, and your back is fairly straight, and your bottom is on the ground. So if you can see this picture as if you're sitting inside of a pyramid, your chakras would be the spinning wheels of energy almost stacked one upon another. Your very base chakra, or the root chakra, would be at your tailbone or almost to the bottom of your bottom. (laughs) This would correspond to the base of the pyramid, which is basically wide and heavy. Then the top of your head would be the seventh chakra, which is the highest vibration of all the chakras. And in between would be the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. There you have it. (laughs) That's a pretty good explanation, Bill. Your tailbone resting on that low vibration of that base chakra is the most difficult area to change. It has the heaviest vibration of all of those chakras. So consequently, it needs a lot of physical activity, physical movement, 
Now, each of the physical chakras relates to both a sense and to an element, which can give you clues about how each chakra is either healed or balanced. Absolutely. Now, I was mentioning the first chakra. That chakra has the sense of smell, and the element is earth. The best healing here would come from a very physical activities, like hatha yoga, for example, because this chakra is very dense and most related to the body. Other healings of this chakra would be things like aromatherapy because of its relationship to smell, and also gemstones because they are from earth. The second chakra, located just below the belly button, about three or four inches, is less physical. It relates to the sense of taste and to the element water. This chakra is still very dense and would also respond well to hatha yoga, especially if it was done in a tantric form that plays around with sex and intimacy, as this chakra also governs the sexual organs and your creativity. It would also respond well to healing foods such as sweet fruits, nuts, seeds, cinnamon, and vanilla. And I don't know too many people that don't like vanilla. (laughs) I sure do. And also to aquatic bodywork because of its association to water. And I love aquatic sports as well. You sure do. (laughs) That's a really good way to balance the second chakra. The third chakra, just above the belly button, relates to the sense of sight and the element of fire. Because of its association with sight and because self-image and conscious reasoning ability are also associated in this area, the use of affirmations would be effective here. Or yantras. This is a word used for mystical diagrams and amulets. Sunbathing would also be a good choice for balancing this chakra, as would be firewalking if you could accept the challenge because of the element fire. Right. Not one for doing that, though, I'm afraid. (laughs) Well, not yet. (laughs) Now, we need to take a break here to thank a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the fourth chakra located at the heart. So we'll be right back. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back, Bill. You were going to talk about the fourth chakra now. The fourth chakra, as I said, located at the heart relates to the sense of touch and the element of air, so it's light. And it is much lighter than the lower three chakras. This is also called the bridge between the lower or more physical chakras and the upper, more spiritual chakras. The best healing modality for this chakra is touch. Hugging and massage will be excellent for balancing here. Also, the process of meridian tapping used in the emotional freedom technique, EFT, would also work well here. Breath work is also great for the fourth chakra because it involves air movement. The better you become at moving the air in and out of your lungs and raising and lowering your diaphragm, 
the more balancing work that's going to actually occur in the fourth or the heart chakra. Absolutely. Now, the fifth chakra is located at your throat, and this chakra relates to hearing and the element of ether. It responds best to sound, whether it's perhaps a mantra or chanting or even singing songs that you enjoy. Or the sound could be taken in, as in listening to, say, crystal bowl tones, or mantras, or maybe a favorite song or a piece of music. The sound modality of healing can also help to balance any of the chakras because each of them actually do have their own mantra. The first chakra's mantra is Lam. The second chakra is Vam. The third chakra, Ram. The fourth chakra, Yam. The fifth chakra, Ham. And the sixth chakra, Om. The seventh chakra is silent. So when you hear a meditation experience and the people are going, oh, oh, I bet you didn't realize that they were energizing or balancing their sixth chakra, which actually we're getting to next. Absolutely. Tell us what that one does, Bill. Well, the sixth chakra is the third eye, and that is the middle of the forehead. It is also called the Tisra Till. It relates to the sixth sense, and it is affected by the modality light. Visualization is one of the very best tools to use to help either heal it or to balance it. This is also the place where we dream and spin our visions, so visualization falls right in line with that. Treat this chakra with meditation and do as much pure energy work and pure visualization as you can, and you will be putting it on a healthy path. Absolutely. And of course, that om went right along with this visualization technique. Most of the time, you'll see people sitting in a circle with their eyes closed, hands in lap, singing the om. And I'm sure attempting to visualize. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely or allowing visualization to take place. The seventh chakra is our spiritual connection to everything, and it's at the crown of your head, right at the top of your head. It's really unrelated to the sensory world. It's not associated here. It represents pure consciousness. So sitting in pure silence and opening up to that which we truly are, with really no thought or anything added, that's really the experience of this highest chakra. That's the best way to use that jumping off place from the physical to the higher worlds. Boy, is that ever true. Well, we need to take a second break and thank another sponsor. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about pointers to consider in this healing and balancing program that we've been talking about. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is App Judo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, some of the pointers are pretty obvious. The first one is that 
higher frequency chakras balance better using more subtle, less physical balancing modalities. And of course, the low frequency chakras need very physical modalities to balance well. And this makes perfect sense because higher modalities really wouldn't have much impact on a chakra that's vibrating at a very low frequency. It would take a lot of use of that modality to make any effect at all on a lower chakra. So therefore, it's good to use a lot of different healing methods or modalities so that all of your chakras can benefit. Part of your quest would be to study a lot of different healing possibilities and use this podcast as merely a jumping off spot to get you interested in studying how to heal and balance your chakras and how to start with which one first and so forth. But there's many methods and it's good to learn quite a few of them and try them both separately and together. The reason we're doing this podcast is to give you an elementary introduction to this whole subject so that you can begin to understand there is a rhyme and reason for why these certain things are done. They do make sense if you really begin to study it. One of the things, too, that you'd likely figure out is that healing modalities that you need the most are probably the ones that you're going to avoid. Why? Because the modality that heals the chakra that you least use is probably the one that you need to do the most. And if you need to do it, it's because you're not already doing it. It's going to be more difficult for you to adapt a new practice. So if you're very intellectual or if you're very sensitive and you live, quote unquote, mostly in the higher chakras, so like your tisratil chakra or your throat chakra or even your heart chakra, Some of the downsides to that is you could be a little flighty or you could be inconsistent or you could be non-committal, but you're not likely to be one of these go-to sports people (laughs) that somebody (laughs) would think about. So the remedy is to do what you normally don't enjoy, to go out and do physical stuff. (laughs) Right. Consciously do it. So swimming, as we said, for the second chakra or playing beach volleyball or playing in the local softball league. Other things get you halfway. You might join a Tai Chi group, or you might join an actual physical yoga group as opposed to doing it at home in your living room. I think that's why yoga is so popular among people who want to balance the chakras because it actually does use the higher and the lower. You're using your concentration and you're using your mind and at the same time using your body. So you are balancing the higher and the lower (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) The byword here is if you're trying to balance or heal your root chakra or your sacral chakra or your solar plexus chakra, the three lowest ones, get physical. (laughs) Do something physical. Right. On the other hand, if you're deeply rooted in your physical body, you may just become very mentally dull and unable to visualize You become disconnected from your higher intelligence and your creativity and your intuition. This is an indication that you need to meditate more. If you're not remembering your dreams, if you're really feeling disconnected from your intuition, then that's a sheer indication that maybe you need to do some meditating or you need to sit and just be quiet. Slow down and allow that higher connection to become established. 
Now, you can also get out and do some classwork that will help heal and balance these upper three chakras. And that would be things like take a creative writing class mm -hmm. at the adult ed, take a creative cooking class at adult ed, do some other type of stimulating mental things. They have some great reading groups that meet at the library. They have some amateur sleuthing groups, amateur detective type groups that meet in the adult ad section. And if you're not too afraid of being too woo-woo about things, you might even join a group that does a mantra singing or chanting. That can help open up the chakras there too. Definitely will help work on the upper three if you're very rooted in the physical. So again, as much as the person who looks at joining the softball and says, you, ick, a person who is really into that and really does those physical things every week is likely to look at some of these others like creative writing and go, yeah, ick. <laughs> so those are challenges that you have to work on and that you have to actually embrace if you want to be completely balanced throughout all your energy centers in your body. Right. I think one of the things that all of us enjoy that help balance many of the chakras is the sound. So music. Music is a wonderful way to balance all of the chakras at once. Right. The bottom line is you're going to have to make some changes in your life if you do want to balance everything out. So that's going to require new practices and, again, things that you're not comfortable with up front. There is a free test that you can take to see how balanced your chakras are and which ones you mostly live in during the day or week. You can visit our website at betterlivinginstitute.com where this podcast resides. And we will have links there for a site that will offer you this free test. Also, if you want to hear some of these tones that Kira just mentioned and some explanations behind those, you can also visit our website for a link to some of those tones. You'll see it under our link section for this podcast. And I think that pretty much wraps up our explanation of healing the seven chakras. We hope it's helpful and you can listen to this as many times as you want. This podcast will be available as often as you wish and it's totally free. So take advantage of that. That's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience Podcast. There you'll also find all of our podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids Podcast and today's podcast, the Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 
Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Itterson for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 